From the Rodney Kiefery Podcast Network, I'm Isaiah Castilleja, and this is Iron Game Chalk Talk 2.0. In this episode of Iron Game Chalk Talk 2.0, Coach Rockford talks to us about the positive traits to look for when making a new hire, how to create an athlete-centered model, and how to be an advocate for support with the performance staff. All this on another episode of Iron Game Chalk Talk 2.0. The Iron Game Chalk Talk 2.0 podcast is brought to you by Sparta Science. Sparta Science has been a part of the human performance community for over a decade. They started the idea of bringing the force plate analysis out of the lab and into the weight room. I've been following what they've been doing for a long time now, and their latest innovations is a must-have for both yours and my weight rooms. Sparta Science has been known for making the complex simple, making data easy to understand for the athletes and tactical operators so they can take ownership of their movement health. Sparta Science now offers more flexibility for coaches, including an expanded set of tests and full access to hundreds of metrics and time series data. Coaches have access to novel machine learning derived measures that can help uncover meaningful patterns unseen by the naked eye. Sparta Science makes precision training practical for any staff at any level while providing coaches and sports scientists with all the tools they need to continue pushing the envelope of human performance. For more information, visit spartascience.com slash chalk and let them know Iron Game Chalk Talk 2.0 sent you. This episode is brought to you by Play. Play is a company that I've personally been working with from the start. Everyone at Play works to help strength coaches innovate and find solutions for our profession. From flooring, weight room equipment, outdoor spaces, and everything in between, Play will collaborate with you to find what you need. They work with everyone from professional teams to high schools, and they've always made me feel important and a part of the Play family. Refuse second best with Play. Find them at play.us and let them know Iron Game Chalk Talk 2.0 sent you. Definitely. And what you're saying makes a lot of administrative sense. And it's good to see a coach out there understand budgets and knowing and understand like needs and resources and everything. And what, I mean, you have a staff. So what are you looking for being on the end of now? You're the hiring manager. You're the person, you know, whether it's a paid intern, intern, GA, an assistant, what are you looking for when you're potentially hiring another person to join your staff? Communication is going to be one of the the top priorities, both from verbal and nonverbal. Like just communicate in general, like you set a good impression and you also can finish you know, a first impression at the end of the conversation really well too, right? Um, a second one would be confidence. And, and confidence can be hard to find um, from the standpoint of like, I need this to get better. 
okay, cool. We're going to work on give, building your confidence through repetition, right? Versus I just need like praise, right? Those are two different things, right? Doing the activity versus saying, hey, you're good, you're good, you're good, right? So for me, th- that tells me how I need to coach you, how I coach my coaches essentially. Um, and then uh, the transparency side is being honest with where you're at. Like, what do you actually need to improve? And, and ultimately, what resources do you need to, to get better as a coach? Um, if you do those three things, um, I, I think you'll be really, really uh, sound um, as, as a coach, as an individual within a department. Um, and then the last piece for me is, uh, you say growth mindset, but someone that, that looks for and accepts or looks for and gives feedback. There's too many times we sit at a table and it feels like you're going to be silenced for your opinion and you're not silenced for your opinion by any means, uh, within our realm. It's more so I want to hear your opinion, but if your opinion is always the same thing over and over and over, are you truly having development and growth? Right. If you only see it, how it makes you better, right? Hey, I don't want to have teams at five o'clock. Okay, cool. We'll restructure your schedule. Right. Like, that, that's your team, right? Like, what do you do? Well, I'd also don't want to be in at 8 a.m. I was like, I don't know. I can't help you then. Like, that's that's never like uh, necessarily always a conversation, but it, it's, it happens, right? Like, hey, I got track and field at five o'clock at night. Cool. Like, see how long we're doing that for and go for it, right? Like, what do you need help from? And then if you have an issue, I talk to coach. Hey, that's just our facilities, right? So we we roll with those punches and we're adaptable. So maybe it's, hey, take midday off. Maybe that's where you do continue education at the coffee shop down the street instead of being in the office all the time. Now you start to like build your day around you being successful and you're not just in the office. Nice. No, I think that that's always good. And it's always good to find, again, having that feedback and willing to seek the feedback and, and, and look for it. And, and also, like you said, growth mindset and, you know, don't be a, a problems person come up to me with some solutions like if that's not what you want you know go figure it out I, I definitely like that now what's some advice that you would give to somebody that finds themselves in that head strength conditioning role for the first time or in that director's chair because i know it's it's one thing to be become a full-time strength coach but it's another thing when you're you're in the captain's chair and, and that burden is on your shoulder. So what's some advice you give to the coaches that find themselves in that chair for the first time? I think the biggest thing is don't lose confidence in yourself. Um, you, you're going to have imposter syndrome to some degree because the only thing you're doing is the things that you've done in the past or what, what you've seen. And so it, it's, I see it similarly to um, your like programs for your teams, right? It's written in pencil, but once it's done, it's finished in pen. So, hey, we're going to do these things this semester. These are the things I want to do. Like, what are the things that you can be consistent with? Um, so for me, consistency with my staff. So we do one-on-ones once a week for 15 minutes, like a check-in. We do a weekly startup. Hey, what do you need from me? Um, what do you need from all staff members? 15 minutes, we all just bring something to the, uh, to the actual meeting, and then we disperse. And then we'll do continued education units throughout the week. And then we'll do a, a Friday follow-up. Now, talking through like what needs to, what, what could be better? How do we improve this? Things like that. We try not to make those long because we're not trying to waste anyone's time. But those one-on-one meetings that I have with, with my uh, GAs, interns, and my full-times, it's like, what do we need to get better at? Like, tell me. 
Am I not consistent with something? Like, let me know. If you don't feel good calling me out in front of the staff, that's fine. Then call me out in the one-on-ones. Like, here's our safe space. Um, I, I really like that because that builds that rapport. It, it, it builds that opportunity to have hard conversations. And you and I both know when you're building an apartment with anyone, there's going to be knockdown, drag out conversations. And we're going to leave that just not agreeing at all. And that's okay. In 24 hours, let's let's table it. Let's come back to it and let's have that conversation right now. And let's just figure out a solution, right? Like I'm going to bend, you're going to bend 50-50. Let's build this out. And so now you start to build something together rather than like diverting in the wrong directions or just getting mad at each other. Um, so building together starts with that rapport. So you can't get upset with everyone all a single time because you're dealing with so many people. The other thing I think that people have to understand is when a program goes out, your name whether you are associated with it or not, you're like you put a stamp of approval on it by hiring that person and that program being put out. So you probably want to look over the programs with your with your uh, individual coaches to some degree, and it could just be helping them in the process of, of programming and training. Right? It's like, hey, what are your thoughts here? Because guess what, they're going to get asked by the coach that too. Why not have a safe space where they feel like they can talk and they can kind of build their debate, so to speak with you so that way when they get asked hard questions by ATC, by the athlete or uh, by the sport coach, by the athletes, they already have an answer. No, I think that's some actually, that's a really good way of approaching it. And, you know, it's always difficult, but those tough conversations do have happen. And as long as you have a safe space and you are at least know how to handle as adults and i know it could be difficult especially with a a younger strength coach who's definitely on their way up and everything but it's uh it's always good to have those conversations and even with programming and stuff because you're you're absolutely right you're gonna get tough questions from the training staff and then also from the head coach so might as well go through a deep uh a dirt dive with us and figure it out well and then the other thing i think too with uh, a lot of that is i i try to do that same thing with our coaches we call monday meetings Hey, like 30 minutes, like when you're in eight hours, it's every other week, right? Or maybe once a month. But if the only time we sit down to talk is when something's going wrong, this is not going to be a favorable conversation for anyone. Whereas if it's in 20 hours and we're talking about like practice demands, practice loads, because we have GPS or wellness questionnaires. Hey, this person probably can't run. And this is coming from the ATC. They sprained their ankle. Cool. Could we do off feet conditioning? And then they look to you as what should you be doing, right? So now everyone has their domain, their roles, responsibilities, and the athletes at the center of all the decision-making with it, which is the athlete center model. Now, taking that same approach, you have to have the admin at the same time. We have to advocate for ourselves and our visions through admin. And if we don't advocate for ourselves, it's going to turn into the same stories that we hear all the time. It's like, hey, I just wasn't supported. It's like, yeah, but what did you ask for support? Like, were you asking for $1 million projects? You know what I mean? Like my biggest support this year was like, Hey, we need continuing education funding. That's my biggest thing. We have to be able to get to a conference. We have to stay certified. We have to get these things. So if that's a one-time payment and we just do it every year, or if that's built on the budget, it, it either way works. But uh, that's where I sit down with my supervisor once, once a week or once every two weeks and just, Hey, how are things going? And we just have an agenda of pieces. So now I'm used to talking to as low as the intern, right? Where I'm really driving um, like thought process and overall like critical thinking of how they want to shape their career. And 
also I'm talking to admin on how they see us moving forward. In that meeting with admin, they could be like, hey, we're going to cut you guys by 50, 50% next year. You just have to figure it out. Okay, cool. I now have the decision to make whether I'm going to stay or not, right? But I'd rather be on good talking terms with that person because one, it helps us jobs move our job moving the right way and it helps our profession move in the right way. We'll be right back. Are you ready to take your weightlifting to the next level? I'd like to introduce you to Barbell Mate. They are the most affordable velocity-based training device on the market. Barbell Mate provides real-time analytics and feedback and helps you lift more effectively and efficiently, providing stats such as range of motion, mean, and peak velocity. The personal app is available for Android and iOS and has no subscription fee. And at just $285 per device, it's the smart choice for anyone looking to improve their weightlifting performance. And as a special offer for Iron Game Chalk Talk listeners, they will offer $15 off your first purchase with code CHOCKTALK15. Again, save $15 off your first purchase using code CHOCKTALK15. But that's not all. The new Barbell Mate team app provides a complete management system to track and monitor the progress of multiple athletes. Choose from a variety of three packages to suit your team's needs, with prices starting as affordable as $25 per month. Visit barbellmate.com slash chalk talk to learn more and start your journey towards better weightlifting performance. And remember to use code chalk talk 15 for $15 off your first purchase. Again, take a look at them at less than $300 a unit. Barbellmate is definitely something you should look into for VBT training in your weight room. Absolutely. No, I think that's great. And that's a lot of um, really good advice I've heard from, you know, coaches that have been in, in it long enough and, and get it. It's it's always important to have good conversations and not just be locked in the weight room. You got to be able to go and talk to the administration just like you're able to talk to, to your interns. And I think it's uh, a skill set that a lot of coaches should be trying to pick up here. And especially if you're like you and leading a program and and you're in charge of uh, budgets and people, it's always good to be able to communicate up the ladder and down the ladder. Now, what's some advice you would give to a younger coach who's in the thick of what we do? You know, there might be an intern or a GA. It's they're They're in the part of our careers where it's typically a lot of work and not a lot of pay. And you might be asking yourself, like, what am I doing with my life? But, you know, what's some advice you'd give to to those coaches? Uh, Keep working, but have a plan. So Mm -hmm. I think early on, um, so the only job I got that I didn't didn't apply for is SIUE. It was simply like, I just moved back from Arizona, $200 to my name. Like I had nothing. I moved back home, central Illinois, Springfield, and uh, I reached out to all the schools in the local area. I sent them my resume simply as a way to like meet. Hey, I'm in town. I'm in between jobs. I would love to just come network with you. Uh, SIUE was on that. I sent to like five schools in the area. Only like two or three schools got to uh, got back to me. Within like 15, uh, 15 minutes of the conversation, I was offered a job. I was like, okay, cool. I have a job. I got another job within like an hour of leaving that meeting or that kind of conversation. So like, like I had nothing, nothing, nothing. And then all of a sudden I had two job opportunities and I was like, Whoa, this is crazy. 
So I had, I had to choose, right? And I ended up staying, obviously, best decision I've ever made in my career. I feel like it catapulted me because of the things I had to do. So at the time, I was going to make $1,000 a month part-time. It wasn't, there's an opportunity for it to become full-time though, which would have bumped me like 30K, which as we know is a standard entry-level job, which is not enough to live on by any means. So I knew I wanted to do that job. So I had to figure out how to make money on the side, the side hustle, right? And so I looked at it from a reverse budget standpoint. A lot of people gave me some help here. What jobs can I do outside of the job that's filling my cup to continue to do this job? So I'm looking for jobs that pay me 15, 20 bucks an hour that I can pick my times and my schedules. I ended up working three other jobs on top of that. And I slowly turned that into owning my own business on the side of having a full-time role in strength and conditioning. So it, it blossomed though. I, I had to use the skills that I had or I had to learn skills that I didn't have to make money that then I can then charge people for those services later on down the road. Now, all those things like the reverse budget started with a personal budget, right? I had to figure out, hey, I am $500 under where I need to be financially. Okay, cool. I have to go find a job that pays me $500 in 30 days. Let's break that down. Okay, that's $150 a month for a program. That's going to be upwards of three programs plus, right? I have to write, I have to find three clients that are willing to pay me $150 a month. That could be a hard sell, right? And you slowly just build this out. And now that, that kind of goes into how I can run the budget here and how, I, how we ran the budget SIUE, right? Like plan for worst case scenarios, the most this is going to uh, like be. Everything left over is like extra, right? You put that into your savings account, your Roth IRA, your long-term savings, whatever you want to be. Now you have financial independency and you're secure there. So when you do get fired or stuff does go wrong, you're not swimming or you're not like panicking to, um, you know, find the next job and you find yourself in a position where you got to stay for six months and you hate it. You now can start to choose the roles that you want to take on. And uh, honestly, I had a plan B as well. I was going to go uh, travel nursing. Um, SIUE had an advanced program that was a be done in a year, but you couldn't do it. was like eight hours a day of schooling. So I knew though, I could at least move out West and go to Denver and live in Denver, be a travel nurse, make a lot of money, hike every day. Like I work 40, uh, the, the three 12 hour shifts, whatever you want to call it. Um, but you know, I paid my dues to some degree and I had a plan and it worked out in my favor and it doesn't always work out. So I think always have your plan A, but make sure financially you are doing things that are helping you. Don't go work that thirty hour, that thirty thousand dollar job with no benefits, and work fifteen hour days. Like that's like be true to yourself to some degree and have some personal pride to not do those things. But also, like your boss and what they give you at the job could could help that too, right? Like continue education, like. Something I always push for for our if we're not gonna pay you enough, I'm gonna at least get you continuing education budget. So that way you can do what you want to drive your personal development, right? Your professional development. Um clothing, people love gear, right? Like, how can we give you gear? Right? Like whatever you're an intern, you're a part-time, you're a full-time, like how can we get you stuff like that? And then the third piece is help you network with people to get you better jobs. Like those are the three things I try to do as well as develop you as a coach um, to make sure that you're going to be ready, prepared for the next job. And a lot of it was trial and error for me. And there's a lot of days where it's like, man, what am I doing? What I'm doing? 
Like, why am I doing this? And then that next day you have a great conversation. You're like, ah, oh, that, that's why, man, that feels good. You know? Um, and the people matter the most for sure. So advice though, is have your plan. If you want to be a strength coach, a collegiate strength coach, great. Make sure you're doing the things that are going to help set you apart. Right? Like if you want to be a collegiate strength coach and you're out partying until 2 AM every night, like good luck. Like, yeah, yeah. You're not going to last very long. It's just too hard, right? Um, no, no that that was that was great. It's uh, man, you uh need to get a seminar going on uh, you know, at least the you know the, you're making sense like with the the budget side of things and knowing exactly what it is like 30k a year. I mean, it's you know, like you said, it's tough to make a living off that. So you got to have a a smart way of approaching things and financially and, and, and taking care of the people. And then also like you nailed it on the head. If you want to be a collegiate strength coach, you got to do things that, you know, in your everyday life, that's going to help you get there versus. Yeah. It's, it's tough to do. And if you're out partying all too much, it's going to, you're going to get weeded out quickly. Well, you know how it is too. You got to find some that, that uh, like significant other too, that supports that. Like most people don't understand our career almost no one understands or even our families don't understand our career half the time. I don't think my girlfriend understands my career sometimes, but she's really intelligent. She gets it. Um, she's super supportive and she's been here. And that's the first conversation we had when we first started dating is like, Hey, I leave for my job. I have to move like that. If you're not okay with that, that's fine. I understand that we'll, we'll enjoy dinner and then we can part our ways, you know? Um, so yeah, I think you have to be honest with what the job is and ultimately you have to decide if it's, it's, if it's for what you want. Yeah, definitely. Now, if you could pick up the phone and call Zach Rockford from 10 years ago, what would you tell him? Uh, shut your mouth and listen more. But yeah, I just, I have my own opinions. I have things I like to do. I, it's because I found success with it. Um, and or I want to try something to see if we can find success with it. Um, but uh, I've always been told you got two ears and one mouth. So use a thing you've been given more of. Uh, that's probably, that'd probably be the big thing. And then just slow it all down. Make the most of it. Um, it would probably be the two biggest things um, I would say. Because in your 20s, you're not going to have all the answers. So let's just continue to learn day in and day out. Like, what can we do better every day? And how can we uh, compound that? Definitely. Now, What's one thing you got coming up in this next year that you're excited about in strength conditioning? Strength and conditioning, um, for me, you know, uh, having, uh, I came in August 1st, so I didn't really have an off season with, the, with my men's basketball team. Um, so having a, a summer with the guys will be fun. Um, you know, uh, unfortunately I'm going to lose two, uh, GAs, um, that are fantastic. Um, we can't retain either one of them right now. Um, so if anyone's looking for GAs, they're two quality candidates. Uh, and so we're going to have two new ones. And so, or yeah, three new ones actually. And so for us, you know, really starting to uh, build, um, you know, a portfolio for them is going to be important. So investing in them, um, getting our internship uh, curriculum rolling as well. Uh, we have a really good integrative piece on uh, campus with ATC uh, physiology and then PT. Um, so we get a lot of smart individuals as interns as well. And so just building a robust uh, internship program 
And then the final piece, um, and it's kind of a culmination, is um, doing research on campus is big for me. Um, but doing things that are collaborative on campus would be awesome. So I would like to bring, um, you know, a high performance symposium slash seminar um, out here. Uh, we have a lot of really good researchers. Uh, we have a lot of good practitioners. Uh, people love to visit the mountains. Um, so it would be really cool to uh, get a seminar out here uh, that could be annual. Um, you know, people that are involved get their CEUs. They get to come visit out west. Um, there's not much in this area that really does it. Uh, so that'd be really cool to to build that out and and be an advocate for pushing um, the field forward in that regard um, with more of that uh, integrative approach rather than um, siloed approach. So hopefully, hopefully we can get a, we can get all that done. It's a steep, it's a steep task, but uh, we're ready for it. No, that's no doubt. And hey, he's looking for some GAs, and he's gonna have you know try to get things moving in the right direction. So uh, we'll all have to. Have to pay a visit up there to Montana and see what you got going on. Now, what's the best way for our listeners to follow up with you or find out what you got going on and, and overall, or even if they have any follow-up questions on anything you, you talked about today? Hey, reach me out, uh, reach out to me on uh, Instagram, uh, Zach.rockford, um, I believe is my handle. Um, but I'm the only, I have the only name in the country with my name, actually. So um, it's easy to find me. A bald guy with a beard. Uh, email, you can find that on the website uh, as well. Uh, those would probably be the two best ways. Uh, I'll try to get back to people as soon as I can. No doubt. And I want to say, you know, thanks for joining me on the podcast today. I know your name has come up a few times of people I've got to get a hold of and, and reach out. And you've provided a ton of great information. And like I said, it's uh, I think a lot of good information that some of the strength coaches just don't talk about. And I think it's important to know like, hey, Here's how you prepare for a, a good interview. Here's how you manage budget. Here's how you manage people. And here's also how you run a high level, um, you know, athletic performance program. And uh, looking forward to everything you got going on up there in Montana. And what we'll the, what we'll the all visit and, you know, seek you out and see what you got going on up there. I appreciate that. Yeah. You're welcome anytime. Join the thousands of coaches across the world that are part of Team Builder Nation. The incredible online strength and conditioning software provides a toolbox for features for all coaches at all levels. One awesome feature is the 1RM Max Tracker. Team Builder makes tracking maxes easy for any method since you can record and store max data, project 1RM over time, and use the stored maxes to determine prescribed weights for an exercise and have access to the visual reports so you can see the maxes over time. Other features include an updated messaging platform and the ability to create sports science questionnaires for athletes or clients to answer on their own phones. That's right, that's sports science data in the palm of your hand. Start your free 14-day trial today by using the promo code CHALK, that's promo code C-H-A-L-K, and begin programming with the software built to fit any level strength coach in any setting. Team Builder prides itself on putting the customer first and offers affordable pricing with subscription plans starting at just $50 a month. For more information on everything that Team Builder has to offer or schedule a 30-minute demo with Team Builder Expert, visit teambuilder.com and let them know Iron Game Chalk Talk 2.0 sent you. Thanks everyone for listening. Thank you to our great guests for taking the time to share their experiences. Thank you to Play and Team Builder for being great companies that help our profession. And most importantly, thank you, the listeners. 
please find us on social media at Iron Game Chalk Talk 2.0. Find our show notes on wherever you listen to your podcast. Leave us a rating, comment, and subscribe. And don't forget to say hi. It's great to hear from coaches from around the country. Talk to you all next week on another episode of Iron Game Chalk Talk 2.0.